I don't know for sure yet, and I'll check the numbers because I'm curious, but it's shaping up to be that this month will be my best month, financially speaking, in terms of income since I've started freelancing, which is a really good thing. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of My Freelance Life, a podcast from the team here at Milo.co. I am Preston and with me on the air as always is my friend Andy. How you doing Andy? Great, thank you. Good to be here. Good man. Yeah, nice to chat with you again. Uh, if you've listened to the show before, folks, you know that Andy quit his job about a year ago, a little over a year ago, to start working for himself full time. And this show is a weekly or maybe a fortnightly check-in uh, with Andy to see what really happens when you decide to start working for yourself and freelancing full time. You'll find show notes for this episode and all of our other episodes at freelancelifepodcast.com. And this episode is brought to you by Scout Puppy. It's uh, if you've tried like pay-per-click advertising, or or if you've maybe been burned by like daily deal sites or or something trying to promote your local business, particularly if you're a freelancer trying to get local clients, then you should definitely give Scout Puppy Local a, a try. Scout Puppy builds you a one-page standalone website. It's hosted on their platform. They write a bunch of content for you. They add pictures, videos. And they, and they bring links back to your site and they sort of optimize this one page standalone website for you. And then they submit the, the website on steroids to over 200 search engines just to be sure that your business stays in the search engines. They write uh, industry specific blog posts every few months. They do all this work for you to help you bring in new local customers and clients. Listeners of this show can enter promo code Andy50 for 50% off and save half off their first month at scoutpuppy.com. So you go to scoutpuppy.com up in the corner. There's an add business button in the menu and you enter Andy50 when you're checking out and, um, and you can start growing your local freelancing business today at scoutpuppy.com. So we want to thank them so much for their support of this episode. Andy, I'm excited to, to dive into today's show. It's been a couple weeks in real time since we've uh, talked to each other and you've since uh, moved temporarily. So we can dive into that a little bit. And, and I'd love to just hear how things are going generally. But where should we start today? Oh, gosh. Um, well, yes, it is true that I've moved and we probably gave some preamble to this before. But I am now in California, in Southern California. And here um, just for a week and a half now and very grateful as always to be freelancing so that it was possible to just come down here and relocate for a few months and spend time with family. And what was funny was I was headed on vacation to California at the same time you were headed down there to relocate. We like I think I was already down there when you came down. We didn't actually see each other across paths or anything, but it's just funny. Life sort of sent us the same direction for a little while. I'm I'm back here in Utah right now, but um, you're you're going to be down there for for maybe a few months. Is that kind of what you're thinking? Yeah, probably a few months. And you know, you didn't see me, but that doesn't mean I didn't see you. See, I was following you guys the whole time. And okay, just oh, that was you. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I, we were wondering who that was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that so that was you following us all the way all the way down there, huh? Well, no, not really. Though I did think we it would have been fun like, to meet up, but I just it would have been fun to meet up. Had I done it, it would have been you know we I would have made sure I got consent to come and visit you. Guys. You we were wondering uh, who that guy was in Pirates of the Caribbean that just like was 
in the boat behind us, just sort of watching us instead of watching the ride. It was really creepy, but now I know it was you. So that's good. Yeah, Um, that's good. I thought you were going to say someone that was in the ride that just looked a little too life. It's like, Hey, that pirate looks like Andy. That pirate sticking his head out of the barrel. That looks like Andy. (laughs) Hey, he's waving to us. That's really weird. (laughs) That's funny. Um, Well, I'm glad you guys had a good trip. Yeah. Yeah, we had a great time uh, in in California, and but it's also good to be back. Like taking a little break is always super refreshing for the business and for me personally um, to just sort of wrap my brain around things I can be doing in the business. And I also find I know this sounds maybe dumb, but so we went to Disneyland, obviously, as you can tell from the from the previous joke. But um, I also find Disneyland to be very inspiring from a business point of view. Like I know that's really dorky. <laughs> like I'm such a uh, nerd entrepreneur kind of guy, but like, I just, I'm so like inspired by what Walt Disney was able to envision from a business point of view, even like he's super creative, obviously very artistic, very innovative, but, but from a business point of view, like he was a rock star. Like he figured out the coolest ways to get people to, to spend money and, and, uh, and, and to add value to their lives as they spent that money. And it, I, I just think it's really, really inspiring. So Anyway, it was a good trip. I haven't thought of it like that. I imagine we'll go at some point while we're down here. And I think that will give me a new way to look at things. I like that. Yeah, it's inspiring to see like, you know, this was the first, you know, theme parks weren't really a thing. He sort of came up with this idea. Now he had all the intellectual property. So, you know, that helped. He had all the movies and stuff and he had all, he had, you know, a good track record and that sort of thing. But, but still like the, the fact that he like came up with this like crazy idea where people go through rides and see pirates and ghosts and like just crazy creative stuff and people loved it and people still love it and people eat it up. It was so crowded there, you know, and we went on like a yeah. not crowded day. So it just was insane. It's, 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 it was inspiring to me how big he thought, you know, so not that I ever want to run like a Disney corporation or anything like that, but just, just, uh, the fact that one guy could have such an impact on the world is really cool to me. And, and I don't know if we always give him as much credit as like Steve Jobs or, or some of these others, which don't get me wrong. You know, obviously he's done great things too, but I don't know. I just, I find him really inspiring as a, as a person. And um, now I'm like binge watching all these documentaries, of course, and my wife's making fun of me for it, but um, <laughs> I just, I think it's really cool. So anyway, I'll get off my soapbox for that. But, uh, but um, so California is good. That's good. What's been going on uh, with work recently? Well, um, so the first few days of being here, I kind of didn't do much, um, besides worry about getting settled in and everything, but then I've, I've started working and I've actually, it's been really easy to get back into the swing of things. And it might be just simply because I had some projects I was enjoying that I was working on before. And so I was kind of anxious to get back to them and because it's, it's fun when there's a project you like and it pays well and and it's enjoyable to do the work that, I mean, why not get back into it? And so I I had, it was an easier transition, whereas sometimes we've talked about in the past, like coming back from a trip, coming back home and trying to start up working again can be tough, even though it wasn't exactly the same. Maybe that yeah. helped because it wasn't like it was gone for a week or more. But anyway, I've been able to get back into it relatively quickly and it's it's been nice. And some days I'll I'll have a day where, I work a whole lot and then the next day I don't work at all. And it might just be because 
I mean, there's a lot of things that go into this and I'll just say some of the thoughts that have been on my mind about it. Yeah. That, um, part of it is because, you know, if I only have a few projects going on and I make all these changes or updates and then I send those back to the client, they may not get back to me right away. So I may not have stuff to work on the next day. Some of it also I think is, is if this is even possible, subconsciously intentional, (laughs) like I'm kind of behind the (laughs) scenes in my mind taking a break because I had a a Mm. day that where I was doing a lot and, and, uh, was able to make a lot of changes, build a lot of hours and everything. And the next day is kind of a a recovery from that. If not that that's needed. I mean, when we work in an office job, we go to work day after day after day, but in some, in some ways, I think a really intense day, for me as a freelancer is more I'm outputting a lot more than I would on a regular day at work. Um, yeah. At like an office job perhaps, because if I'm, I don't know, it, it, it doesn't quite equate, but you can also have those intense days at work certainly, but just like your average day to day, like getting things done that need to be done. It doesn't, isn't necessarily the same as like pushing through a lot of work as a freelancer. Yeah. And I think maybe it's more focused work I don't know I agree I think and in an office there's natural distractions built in right you have yeah. someone scheduled a meeting or your boss wants to talk or your coworkers just start shooting the breeze or whatever I mean particularly like if you open or if you work in like an open floor plan sort of setting which a lot more people are working in these days there can be a lot of built-in distractions that can sort of help your now you know arguably it's not great for productivity that that's a whole different discussion maybe but um but yeah, there's like built-in distraction. Whereas as a freelancer, you can sort of hold yourself up in a in a basement or in a or at the library or in your home office or wherever you're working. And sometimes if you get in like a flow state, it's actually kind of cool. But but sometimes hours yeah. and hours can go by, and then you realize, wow, I've been like really churning on this stuff without any sort of psychological or emotional or physical break at all. And and it can be, uh, it can be, yeah, an yeah. interesting change for sure. And I think I've because of that is maybe why partially why I just took a day off and not, not entirely how, so yeah, maybe it wasn't intentional. Like I said earlier, it's not necessarily like yesterday was a big day. I'm going to take a day off. It wasn't like I was making that decision, but it was kind of like, I want to do these other things that have been on my list that aren't really directly related to my freelancing gigs or my freelancing self or whatever. So that, and that's happened a couple of times right now where I've had like a, a big day, and then kind of a day of relaxing or doing other projects or whatever, catching up on things. Um, but even still, this last week and a half since I've been here has actually been really great from a freelancing point of view. And this whole month has been really great. I to be. Wow. I need, we need that to happen. I think we like more consistently because I've kind of had a lot like some ups and downs financially, but I think this is shaping up to be the best month and it hasn't even felt that strenuous to achieve that. It's been a good month. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, first of all, congratulations. That's, that'll be fun to see how it, um, it pans out. It's the, we're recording this on the 26th of the month. So, yeah. You have, yeah, maybe four or five more, four days, I guess, um, 
to to finish out the month. But that's that's exciting. I um I, I guess it's it's funny how psychologically that can make such a big difference, right? Just to have like your best month ever, or your best day ever, or your best whatever week, best quarter. However, you're measuring sort of your financial goals can be really motivating to just have your best of, even if it's just by like a few dollars or something. Yeah. Um, just just so that you feel like you're headed in the right direction. Like so, there's so much. At least for me, and and from I know I've talked to a lot of freelancers who experience this too. There's just a lot of like self doubt of like any minute this could all go away. I know I, I experience that all the time. Like any minute this could all just crumble and I have to go get a job. That's how intense my fear of getting a job again is, I guess. But um, but it's it those it's those little moments that like sort of keep me going at least when I have small victories like like my best month or or whatever. So that's cool, man. Congratulations. Thank you. So that's the that's the overall status report in terms of freelancing. And there's some other anecdotal things or like topical things we can talk about. And I've been trying to keep a list because I've actually have a number of things that I've been like saving up. It's like, oh, we got to talk about this on the podcast. Nice. List. Yeah, let's do so, it. Let's dive in. What do you want to jump into? Okay. Well, first off, because um, this one... Well, I always think that things won't become like a major discussion, but they might. But nevertheless, we'll start with this one. <laughs> That's just me that being I, long-winded. Well, I, I think we're both to, to blame for that. <laughs> but, uh, so this is, I just came across something yesterday, a, a, an app, a new app, uh, or a, a computer app that is not a phone app. And it's something we talked about in the past. Or um, it relates to it. So it's this this guy I follow on Twitter, and he made or he's making this app, and I think it's called MacBook Alarm or something. And what it does is when you can like enable it, I guess, and then if somebody unplugs your laptop or closes it, it will start playing like it'll play an alarm sound and then will send you a notification on your phone <laughs> no and way. There, there's this great marketing video where this guy's working in a coffee shop and he runs off to the bathroom and some guy <laughs> sneaks up and goes to steal it and anyway um the you should look it up yeah the, i totally need this the uh the 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 guy who's making it his name is andre asimov a N-D-R-E-Y, and then Asimov, like Isaac Asimov. Um, so you can find him on Twitter that way. And and we'll put it in the show notes too, so you can check out show notes at yeah. freelancelifepodcast.com. Sorry, keep going. And the guy, um, so this is, it's a pre-order thing. It's going to be released in October, and it's, I think, $5 for the app now if you pre-order it, and then it'll be $10 at launch. And I'll say this as like a disclaimer. I, I'm not necessarily um, pro- not promoting. I'm promoting it. What's the word? I'm not endorsing it because I haven't actually seen it yet. And it's possible that when it comes out, that it won't actually do. This sounds really negative, but <laughs> but it's that I I'm not sure exactly how it's all going to be implemented or if it's I maybe it's just because I can be really nitpicky and particular about software that I that I get that I want it to be really specific in the way it does things. And if it doesn't, sometimes I'll just get something different or go without even, which is not necessarily recommended. But anyway, the reason why I was happy to pre-order this is because I've been following the guy for a while and he's, he's uh, an independent um, creator of, of, you know, software and things like this. 
And I just wanted to support him in that journey. And I was happy to, to kind of give him that validation. Like, yes, this is a product that people want and, and I'm very much interested in it. So that little disclaimer aside, I think it's a brilliant idea and I'm excited to see, I mean, how it's, how it's implemented. Absolutely. I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to fork over the five bucks right now, uh, to pre-order and see how it works. I, yeah, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, you know, a lot of times you or I will go to a coffee shop or a library. I go to the library a lot. Um, and I, you know, I set up this whole thing. I have a little computer stand so I don't, my neck doesn't hurt. I have a separate Bluetooth keyboard and mouse and I sort of have this little setup because I'm there most of the day. It takes me two minutes to set up or whatever. But, uh, but every time I want to go to the bathroom or stretch my legs or get a drink or something, I'm not going to just like, I'm not going to fold it all up and close it all up. So I just lock my screen and I go and, uh, I've at first I was nervous about that. I'm sort of in the back corner of the library, so I'm not as nervous. I'm also in a, a good area, like I'm at a library in a pretty good area, so I'm not too nervous about that. But um, there's the risk is still real, you know. I I would totally mm-hmm. do this. My question is, does it also like if someone does take my machine, does it also tell me where it's at? That would be a huge feature for me. Like like um, ah. if it somehow used the computer's location. And also pinged me on my phone so that I could like chase the guy down and or <laughs> report it to the cops or something. Well, this is actually a great thing to bring up because uh, th- this is something that I've I found a, a program for this years back called Prey. Okay, yeah, uh-huh. like P R E Y, like the predator prey, uh, and it's the Prey Project or something. And it's a there are paid versions, but the basic idea is free, which is really awesome. And it's not like you're losing features or whatever. And it's this, this, um, software that's totally behind the scenes on your computer and it's always running. And, um, the basic idea is that if your computer gets stolen, you can go online, you can log in and activate it and then, or activate it as stolen or market as stolen. And then, um, that, that software will be become enabled on your machine. Of course, it. It has to connect. So the person who yeah, steals okay. it has to later connect to Wi-Fi. And so, if you've if you've locked your computer, so actually, they can't get into your. It's actually your, better to um, leave your, your computer unnecessarily with this app on it. Well, the 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 thing they recommend that that Prey recommends is that you just you on a, on a Mac, for example, you can oh, enable right. a user account or a, a guest account so that if you're logged out, they can go to switch users and get into a guest account where that, that software is still going to be active and they can then, you know, connect to their home Wi-Fi. And the cool thing is that it does do what you're saying. It will, you can have it, um, take screen periodic screenshots oh, wow. and shots through the webcam and, send back location things. You can see what's going on and you can, and I've read some reports of people who have had their computers stolen and they are able to give all this information to the police and get their computer back, computer back. I believe you can also oh, like, no push way. messages to your laptop. <laughs> like, so if you wanted to, you know, say, Hey, you have my laptop, bring it back and I'll give you 50 bucks or whatever. I'll bring it which, back and I won't call the cops. I don't know, if that's good. I don't, I don't know exactly. Worry about, yeah, enabling that sort of behavior but um, and i think maybe you can play a lot maybe an alarm sound as well so but this still doesn't solve that initial problem like before it's useful it has to get stolen right. it'd be nice if you could skip that step and so i feel like this app that this guy's making 
is a perfect thing to nip it in the bud that, you know, you're at a computer or at a coffee shop, you're under the bathroom, you come back. And I've, I've said this before on the show that I always kind of like when I come back from going to the bathroom or being outside or whatever, I'll look and I'll try to spot my laptop right away. And if I, and my thought is that, oh, if I don't see it, the first <laughs> thing I'm going to do is bolt to the door, see if I can find the person before they get out of sight and then chase them down. But now it's like, you don't have to do that. That hopefully this gives you a little more of a, or maybe even the, the alarm factor. If someone goes to nab it and it just it starts ringing yeah. like crazy, yeah. maybe they'll just think, how the heck with this? And Well, yeah. they'll just set it down so I don't want to I, mean. I mean, obviously, <laughs> it's a lousy situation to be in regardless. We're just trying a to make less it lousy. Yeah. a little more. And, and it's silly because uh, I've never had an issue. Like I've, I've always worked off a laptop. For, I mean, for a decade, I've worked off a laptop yeah. all over the place on trains and coffee shops and restaurants and libraries and wherever on, you know, sitting on a park bench, like all over the place. I've never had an issue ever, but it, it definitely crosses my mind, particularly the more stuff I have on my machine that like my business relies on. I'm trying to move everything. Most, I'd say most everything is like in a, in the, in the cloud, as they say that, you know, in a Google drive or something, but there are still some things that are on a machine or, yeah, or on a hard drive that could also get stolen that, uh, it would suck to lose those things. So um, as as more of my livelihood relies 100% on the work that I do on my computer, it's definitely something that's crossed my mind. So that's cool. Great find. That's good. Yeah, so check that out. It'll be available, I guess, he just said in October. I don't know when in October, but I'm excited to see cool. it. I, I did some Googling and couldn't find it, so we'll have to be sure to insure, uh, to include a, a link in the okay. show notes. Definitely, FreelanceLifePodcast.com. You'll see all the show notes for every episode yeah. there, and we can include a link oh, there. Um, and here it is, um, oh. gum.co slash MacBook Alarm. goes directly to where you pre-order. Oh, got it. Cool. So that's but like yes, a Gumroad, a Gumroad link. To you. Yeah, cool. Great. So we'll include all that. That's fun. Uh, what else do you have? Uh, you said you had a couple other things you wanted to chat through. Maybe we can rapid fire through some of them. Yeah. The other one, well, another one is something we've talked about a number of times. And I don't know, maybe some people are tired of hearing about this, but I think it's applicable. And it's the co-working situation, co-working spaces. Yeah. So I have not used like an official co-working space before. I found one back home, back in Utah, and I was like, oh, this is a pretty good deal. Maybe I'll try it out. But I never just went and did it because I thought, ah, I'm fine working from home or other places. And it was the same one that I had come across as well, right? And it was, well, I, yeah. won't, I won't spoil your ending, I guess. But you're, we're talking about oh. the same one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was $50 a month yeah, yeah. is all, yes. which some of you may already know that that can be a crazy good deal. <laughs> I come out here to California and I start just you know looking around. Oh, what are some co-working spaces where I'm living now? And they're crazy expensive. Like <laughs> back in Utah, I would have been like, not even, not even interested. Like right. not even, not even can consider, consider that. It, it's yeah. like four fifty a month for a for a hot desk. Not even a dedicated desk. Five fifty if you do want it. And that's just one place. But they're all in that in that range. Yeah. And I was really taken aback. And to clarify, and, you're uh, not even in the Bay Area, right? I mean, you're not even like in. San Francisco, where, no, no. where a co-working I, space is probably double that or something. Yeah, I can't imagine what it's like there. But yeah. um, but it's still, I mean, it's a relatively, 
I don't know what, how it compares, but anyway, um, yeah, that's a, a significant amount. And I'm thinking, Oh, I should have taken advantage of it before. I mean, I would still be in this situation, but (laughs) the crazy thing is perhaps is that I'm actually considering it. (laughs) (laughs) That is crazy. And it sounds like so much to me and it might, I don't know, depending on where, you know, viewers, what their cost of living is or viewers, listeners, uh, this may sound outrageous to you or it may not. And it might just be, you know, the fact that I need to get used to is that aside from that one little co-working spot, I found places are going to cost this much. But the reason I'm considering it is I thought about it. And um, for one, it totally depends on an ind- individual situation, how easy it is for you to work from home, what the setup is like. If you can like sit down and focus and get work done and not be easily distracted at home, then, I mean, you may as well use that home office, but say it, so 450 a month. And I thought about it and I'm like, you know what? All I have to do, <laughs> this is about, this is like basic accounting or economics <laughs> here. All I have to do is make $450 as a result of me being at this. Right, yeah co-working space. Obviously that's the, the, that's a very simple thing to, to think, but for some reason it like struck me that I honestly feel like that is quite doable that with all the other companies there with all the other, and with the kinds of services that you offer. Yeah. I think it's very doable. And that's in my mind, that's the perfect way to think about it. And so it's, and it can come from a couple things. It can come from um, recommendations there, or perhaps other tenants becoming clients, um, or even doing, you know, trade work or whatever. But also just from the very fact that if I had a place to go every morning, and this is funny because we work so hard to get away from a place to job, go every morning, yeah. but it would be kind of exciting to be like, oh, I get to wake up and go to my cool co-working place and like sit down and get some work done for the day. Like that, honestly, at this could just be something that people that I feel and people like me feel, and some of you may not get this at all, and that's fine. But that honestly might be enough to like get me to work X amount of hours more to make up for the fact, and that um, that the net um, difference by going to a co-working space could actually be positive. That it pays for itself and then some. Of course, there's no way to really test this well, but. I'm actually considering I think, it. I think this is the perfect way to think about it. it this reminds me of, you know, there's the uh, often cliche but but sort of foundational book, The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Absolutely everyone knows about this book, so I'm not going to give you even anything more than that. But um, The 4-Hour Workweek, one of his things is like find your muse. He calls it your muse. And then you just figure out what you have to do to just pay for that muse. And so he's like, look, instead of instead of like, trying to get, you know, a raise at work, figure out you want to buy a car that's $20,000. Okay. Well, uh, you know, reverse engineer what it would take to earn $20,000 over 12 months or something. Right. And then maybe have a little side business that brings in a little extra money. And then after 12 months, you can buy that thing that you want to buy or whatever. But, but I, I think that principle is even smart, more, more intelligently applied instead of to a muse or like a frivolous thing like a like a you know something to purchase i think it's even smarter to apply that in a business sense and say um 
you know, there's, there's this business thing I want or, or even that I need, right? Like if, you know, I've had people tell me like, I'll, I'll pop into our mastermind group at milo.co slash mastermind. It's a Facebook group. It's free to join. Please join. It's a fantastic group, not because of me or Andy, but because of all of the thousands and thousands of community members. But, but every once in a while I'll pop in, I'll say just, you know, how's everyone doing? What's going on? What's What are your struggles? What are your big wins? And recently someone said a struggle I'm dealing with is I need a new, or they didn't say I need a new computer. They said my computer keeps crashing and, and uh, I'm having a hard time admitting that I might need to get a new one. And my response was like, Uh. yeah, but think about all of the time you're spending trying to fix the computer. You're losing work because it shuts down randomly while you're working. Like all of these different things that could be, could convert into more billable hours, could convert into more satisfied clients. You could easily, you know, pay back a $2,000 computer over 12 or 24 months um, for, you know, a hundred bucks a month or whatever. Like you have to ask yourself, could, can I, if I got a new computer, could I make a hundred dollars more a month easily to pay back the cost of the computer? So I think, I think you're thinking about it the exact right way. If I can be long winded for just a minute, I do have one example that's similar. I wanted a, a new camera for our, our trip recently to California and um, I, I'm not very good at just like splurging on myself um, and buying things, but the camera, the whole package was about a thousand bucks and, um, and I had been putting it off forever, but I really wanted to, to take it on this trip. And so I, I was thinking like, okay, what, what do I have to do in order to pay back that thousand dollars in, you know, maybe 12 months or something. And I started thinking about what business applications it could have. Can I do a few like portraits for people? I've done that in the past. I don't love it. I don't want to build a photography business necessarily, but could I do a few for a hundred dollars each that would pay back part of it? Could I you know, do some video products or, or that sort of thing that I could sell through Milo or somewhere else, Udemy or something that could eventually pay for the camera back. And I started to come up with all these ideas that made it really actually a no brainer to purchase the camera and finance it because now I feel this obligation to like pay back the hundred dollars a month or I, again, I'm rounding, making up numbers, but the hundred dollars a month that I need to, to, to pay back the, the, the camera before interest starts, you know, accruing or whatever, which I, I, highly recommend. So anyway, all that to say, I think it's smart to say, okay, it's going to cost me 450 or 550, which by the way was the cost of my first apartment when I was married. So blows my mind, but <laughs> 450 or 550 a month, I have to figure out a way, like I need an actual action plan to figure out how to make that money back. And, and you're right. Will being in this space actually lend itself to that cost? Yeah, that's, that's, Totally right. And in fact, I, that computer example, that's what I went through. And I think we even documented it verbally on the podcast. I went through that at the beginning of this year and it was, it was just something that needed to happen. And I, I, to think of like working on my old computer now, it was just such a struggle. And I mean, it's, I do still, um, wonder about this situation because I feel like, well, at the end of the day, like if I can go there and work, I should be able to just sit here and work. And like that I think is true at like a, at a, the most base level, but still there's, there's a part of me and maybe this, I, I would be just as well served by trying to overcome whatever is making me feel this way inside. But that I feel like if I were to go to a place like that, have like a dedicated area where I'm used to going that I could just, it would be so easy to sit down, get a lot of work done because I would, I would, I would be more inclined to, I don't know, 
get there earlier in the day and just sit and work while I'm there and then come back. It might just be a desire for novelty because I know it's, for me, I like like, change. I like, you know, new experiences. And I think that is a part of the pull, which is something that I need to make sure I'm being conscious of. And it's possible that after a few weeks or maybe even a few days that I would get there and it would be just as easily, just as easy to be distracted there as it is at home. And all these things are what's going on in my head now, but yeah, that's, I'm still thinking about it. And in fact, the novelty thing, maybe this is a perfect time to do it because I've only be here for a short time. And so I'm not committing to go to this place for a year or whatever. And give it a try for a month and see if it's if it makes more money than it costs to do yeah there's also the other option uh so like with my with my camera example which i recognize is not quite as clear-cut as as like a business thing right it was sort of more on the lines of the muse or the uh, the thing i wanted to buy just for fun but um but with my camera example i before i felt good about actually like devising a plan to you know shoot some family portraits or whatever to pay for the camera I actually before I ever bought the camera and actually before I ever really looked into which one I wanted to get I got on Facebook and just said hey you know in the past I've done portraiture before I worked for a a studio I know what I'm doing and I'm thinking about getting back into that kind of thing just for fun Um, would anyone be interested in a pay what you want photo session with their family and like Eight or ten people were like, "Yeah, I'd totally do that," and and I just know from experience, uh, you know, those people are going to pay one or two hundred dollars or something. So I started saying, "Well, like, okay, you know, if it's going to cost me about a thousand bucks to get this bundle, and if I have six to eight people who are interested, I could pay for most of the camera with just the people who commented out on one single small innocent post on Facebook." And imagine if I really, really tried to reach people and and convince them. Yeah. So. I think there's ways to test it out. Like in your scenario, potentially you could say, if I really think I'm going to make more by waking up earlier and working longer, then uh, maybe this first month I'll be really diligent instead of buying the the membership. Maybe I'll be really diligent at home and I'll wake up at the time that I think I would start working or not wake up. I'll start working at the time. I think I'll start working at the co-working space and I'll work until I would be done at the co-working space. And I'll see if those hours actually do make an impact on my revenue. Um, and, and obviously that's just like one little piece because also the networking and having people around and the referrals and that kind of thing is a big Mm -hmm. piece of it too. But I think there are ways you can test these little hypotheses before you just dive in. The last thing I'd want to recommend to to a listener right now, particularly if you're, if you're side hustling or if you're strapped for funds or just getting started as a freelancer, the last thing I'd want to recommend is that you spend a bunch of money on something because you think it might bring you more money later. Like, I'm a huge fan of testing on a small scale and making sure you can actually get your money back out of something before you, you know, spend your potentially your savings on it or something like that. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I, I might be prone to do these sorts of things, but I, I think it's, it's important to know that you don't have to be, working at a co-working space to be a freelancer. You don't have to have a super cool website to be a freelancer. You don't have to have this rad business name and sweet looking business cards to be a freelancer. Like we all kind of, maybe not all of us, but we, um, I often get caught in those sorts of things where it's like, Oh, I just, I wish I had this. And when really what you need to be focusing on is especially at the beginning is, are you 
do you have a skill that you can use to provide value to other people that they're willing to pay for? And maybe it's because now we've yeah, been you're doing a year this into it. We, for a year that maybe I feel okay to branch out a bit and, and explore and see like what's going to make this sustainable. Not financially, that has that's a given. It has to be financially sustainable. But also like I think there might be some some of this poll is coming from like an emotional or, or social point of view that maybe I'm finding that I stay home a lot and I really miss having like um, in, like encounters with other people and talking to other people and having ideas and brainstorming sessions and like just having that sort of interaction. Maybe that's going on as well that would, that would lead me to this. But anyway, I, I do think that that's not something that you have to do to be a great freelancer, of course. And some people, you know, this is an obvious point, but if you're just getting started, I think focus on what really matters and, and, and then let, let it happen and let it grow as, as you build your business. I think, I think that's spot on. It's, it comes back to a lot of conversations we've had about, you know, um, not getting, not getting the cart before the horse and like not, not trying to do things because you see someone who's 10 years down the road in freelancing, uh, you see them doing it, but, but do what makes sense for your situation and your business and everybody's situation is going to be different. We all live in different places. We all, I mean, some of us live in places with co-working spaces that are $50 a month and some live in places with co-working spaces that are four fifty, <laughs> and some live in places that a four fifty a month co-working space is probably sounds like a great deal. So, uh, I think, yeah. you know, everyone's situation is completely different. We're trying to shed a little bit of light on on one or maybe two people's uh, experience, individual experiences in freelancing and solopreneurship. But you have to do what makes sense for your business. But I think I think the overall principle of of like making sure that it works and 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 weighing the benefits and the real viability of of any idea in your business, I think, holds true no matter what your experience is. So. I think that's that's been great. Any any final sort of parting thoughts on on that or anything else that you wanted to chat about before we wrap it up today? No, I think I think that was a a good wrap up. I I agree. And the only final things is I do I do think that I'm actually going to go tour one of these places today. Go check it out. And so next week I'll at least know more. We we can discuss, you know, what it's like in there. We'll see if I've if I've decided to move forward with that, um, or what sort of testing we can nice. go before. Well, if it's but, not too awkward, maybe you should take like yeah. a selfie or something. We can put in the show notes so people can see the space that you're looking at. But if it's super awkward, don't worry about it. I, you know, I thought about that. Like, I should do a little like uh, a, a vlog episode. Not that I'm not a vlogger, but like do a single episode and just be like, I'm going to go check out all these places yeah. and just do a quick review. Yeah, of totally, the ones that'd in be the fun. Area. We'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely be sharing that with you listeners if, if Andy decides to whip that up. Um, thanks so much for the chat today, Andy. Yeah, it was great to yeah. reconnect with you, you. And I wish you luck while you're down in California. Um, looking forward to hear how, how things Thank go. Thank you yeah. very much. Today's episode is sponsored also by Poster Burner. Uh, you maybe heard last episode, we frequently talk about Andy's travels. Right now he's in California. He travels all around the world quite often. I'm trying to think where else. Trinidad, Europe, even in just the last year, he's been to all these places. And uh, we've shared with you some of the incredible pictures on Andy's Instagram and his wife's Instagram account. And they're traveling together, having fun. We all have these kinds of photos, just like Andy. And I mean, I have photos from, from my trips all over. We have them sitting like on our cameras or our phones. 
post it to our social media accounts, but sometimes you may want to turn that perfect photo into something real that you can actually see every day, particularly if you have like a home office or an office in a co-working space that you could put up large pictures. Posterburner.com turns your photos into amazing large prints. So sort of picture walking into your room or your office and seeing that perfect vacation photo on your wall. Posterburner.com is easy to use. It's affordable. The quality is top notch. You guys, they make amazing posters, not those flimsy posters that you see in stores, but really thick premium photo paper. You can get a 24 by 36. That's like a standard movie size poster that you would see in the theater for under $20. And they make premium canvas prints, metal prints, decals, stickers, banners. They do a whole bunch more. Those giant movie posters are super cool. You can do like a portrait or a landscape style, depending on what your vacation or trip or travel photos or family photos look like go to posterburner.com slash andy today and you'll get an additional 10 percent off your order that discount applies to every type of print they offer so you can try out anything on their site 10 percent off when you go to posterburner.com slash andy this show is a production of millo.co you can learn more about us at millo.co you can also listen to our other podcasts there we have two other shows we're about to add a third show so that we have four total podcasts We love podcasting. We love reaching out to freelancers and solopreneurs through our podcasts. You can listen to all of our shows at millo.co slash podcasts. The show is edited by Danny Gilman at echopodmedia.com. We always appreciate Danny's excellent work, particularly today. You didn't hear it, but Danny had to edit out quite a bit of of something at the beginning of the show. We got on a phone call and then we messed up and then we, I don't know. Anyway, so we really appreciate Danny. The theme music for this show is a song by Joaquin Carud, which I absolutely love. It's called The Road trip just puts me in the right mood for the show every time i hear it we will talk to you next time on episode 25 of my freelance life thanks andy we'll talk to you soon nice